Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. 3.06 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, Friday, August 10th. Glad to have you with us for our live, local, two-hour talking variety program here. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is 88.1 FM KHMG. You can find us on the radio dial and beautiful stereo sound on 88.1 FM. You can also find us online, khmg.org, khmg.org. Find us there. Click on the Listen tab there, and you can listen to our live stream. You don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio anymore, folks. It's a great thing. You can also download many different apps. You can go to our website for more information about that. You can also contact us through the website there, khmg.org, or even better, go to social media and contact us through Twitter, Instagram, uh, maybe like one of our pictures on Instagram, that is, or comment on those, Twitter, or Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Find us on Facebook, give us a little thumbs up, subscribe, and uh, then you'll be notified every time we upload something new to Facebook. We love staying in touch with you. We love to hear from you. You can send us a private message through Facebook as well. So however you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, we're glad to have you with us today. Those that are driving around, enjoying the last few days before school starts. Some of you might have started school already, and you're on your way home from one of the first days of school. Parents, maybe you're out driving around getting school supplies or school uniforms. People heading into work, people heading home from work, sitting in traffic. Maybe waiting for your family to come out of the store while you, dad, say, hey, I'll uh, I'll guard the car and find a parking spot. And really, you're dozing off and take a little nap in the air conditioning. I understand. I've been there. Gotcha. I won't reveal your secret. It's just between you and me. Hey, it's the month of August. A lot of stuff happens in the month of August. Not just the beginning of school, of course, but so many other things happening in the month of August. And I have a list provided here by... Bob the Librarian. Hey, oh, he's not just Bob the Librarian anymore. He's Bob the Librarian slash, well, slash a lot of things, but one thing, slash registrar. Harvest Baptist Bible College registrar, Bob the Librarian. Many, many titles there. Thank you, Bob, for providing me the list of all the things that are happening in the month of August, including but not limited to National Brownies at Brunch Month. Sounds great. Catfish Month. Goat Cheese Month. Ooh, I had some ice cream in the States. Apricot and goat cheese. Craft ice cream. Someone, they had this small ice cream shop. Apricot and goat cheese. It is Goat Cheese Month. That was really good. Um, Golf Month. Health Center Week, the 5th through the 11th. Immunization Awareness Month. Minority Donor Awareness. Panini Month. Every month should be Panini Month. Parks, Peach, uh, runaway Prevention, Sandwich, Traffic Awareness, Truancy Prevention, and Water Quality Month, to name a few. Let me put a little mark here so I don't end up accidentally reading the same ones next week. Uh, water Quality Month. There we go. All right. Now, there are also some special weekly observances that, uh, if you look in the right place, you can find lists of some of these obscure ones, including... Today being the 10th, so we're right at the end of Assistance Dog Week, which ends tomorrow, along with Exercise with Your Child, Knights of Columbus Family, Farmer's Market Week, 
Fraud Awareness, Health Center Week, Stop on Red, Exhibitor Appreciation Week ends today, Bargain Hunting Week ends on Sunday, and uh, Old Fiddler's Week ends tomorrow. You also have, which just started yesterday, Elvis Week, Hobo Week, and Scrabble Week. All those happening this week. And then finally, today being the 10th, let's see what's happening. Uh, today is International Biodiesel Day. There are some people here on Guam using biodiesel. Uh, what else? Lazy Day, S'mores Day, Online Grocery Purchasing Day, Smithsonian, Spoil Your Dog, and Worldwide Art. Tomorrow, the 11th, Ingersoll Day, Middle Child Day, Bowling Day, Garage Sale Day, Model Aviation Day, Raspberry Tart Day, Play in the Sand Day, and Presidential Joke Day. The 12th, IBM PC Day, International Youth Day, Julien Fries Day, Sewing Machine Day, Vinyl Records Day, and World Elephant Day. The 13th, Assistance Dog Day, International Left-Handers Day, Filet Mignon Day, uh, the Perseid Meteor Shower. There's That's been in the news a lot on the 13th. I think it's... Uh, yeah, I think it's actually the 12th here and 13th in the States. Victory Day, the 14th, International Rose Day, Creamsicle Day, Navajo Code Talkers Day, uh, VJ Day, and World Lizard Day. The 15th, uh, Julia Child's birthday. You know the famous French chef that used to be on public television? Uh, Lemon Ring Pie Day, and uh, National Relaxation Day. The 16th, next Thursday. Uh, Airborne Day, National Airborne Day, National Roller Coaster Day, and Surveillance Day. So all those things are happening in the month of August, this week or coming up next week, special observances. We do appreciate Bob's contribution. Thank you, Bob, librarian slash registrar. We're going to take a short break. We come back, a little This Day in History, some happy little accidents, Stranger Than Fiction, Quiz with Sebastian and our theme, Back to School Again. Oh, and we're going to do a little special What's in My After School Snack Drink edition. So stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, episode 275, here on Live Till 5, Friday, August 10th, 3.13 p.m. here at the KHMG studio. Stick around. More Live Till 5 after this short break. With a little more live till five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, episode 275 on this Friday, August 10th, 3.17 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Live till five. It's our two-hour live local talk and variety program here on KHMG. 88.1 FM, hoping to entertain you a little bit today, edify you, encourage you, and just build you up overall in your spiritual walk and give you an alternative on a Friday afternoon as you're driving around or sitting in your desk or 
wherever you're at, listening to the podcast. Oh, by the way, speaking of podcasts, you can download the podcast of this show and many other great programs that are produced right here at KHMG. Just go to khmg.org, and the podcast of this show you can subscribe to, as well as many other programs. And we have a whole library, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of resources on our website that you can look up by Bible passage, topic, speaker, date, and uh, find some resources that are downloadable and helpful for you and your spiritual growth. So glad to have you with us today. If you ever miss part of the show, which most people do, I'm sure it's not intentional. If you could sit next to the radio for two hours straight, you would, but I know life must go on. And this is the background music of your life. So, Saturday, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound if you miss part of the show. Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. When we rebroadcast the show in its entirety, all two hours of it. So I always try and say when we're talking live so that people listening on Sunday night don't think I'm talking live at that time. It's actually rebroadcast. So Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Glad to catch you anytime we can. We love it when you go to the podcast, download it, and then share it with other people. That's that's like a triple bonus day for us. Now, one of our segments, I call it Happy Little Accidents. This is the book provided to me by Helen Middlebrook. Uh, the book's called Accidents May Happen, 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake by Charlotte Foltz-Jones. been working my way through this book, sharing it with the listening audience. And today, I'd like to share with you the accident, which we now know as arc welding, arc welding. There's a quote at the beginning of this chapter. Discovery consists of seeing what everybody has seen and thinking what nobody has thought. Bikes are welded. So are space shuttles, steel bunk beds, and submarines. The pipes that bring the water to your bathtub are welded. So are street lights and cans of spinach or soup. Welding joins two pieces of metal together by heating the metal pieces until they melt, then applying pressure. Welding of various types has been around since the 3500 BC, but the biggest welding discovery came in 1886. Professor Elihu Thompson was lecturing on electricity at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia. While he lectured, he performed experiments. He had given the lecture and done the experiment so many times he could almost do it in his sleep. But this time was different. While Thompson demonstrated high-tension electricity, he accidentally touched two wires together. The wires stuck. They weren't supposed to stick together, so Thompson yanked on the wires to try and separate them, but they were joined together for good. Then Thompson realized what had happened. He had touched the wires together, and they had become fused, stuck together, welded together. How? The electrical current in the wires had short-circuited and generated heat. The heat had caused the wires to weld together. Professor Thompson had stumbled onto a new method of welding. Today, we call this process arc welding or resistance welding. Very interesting. You ever see someone welding and they're hooked up to what looks like a giant generator? Yeah, an arc welder basically generates high amount of electricity. They're very dangerous if you don't know what you're doing, but uh, it's a very effective way of welding. It's one of the more common ways nowadays for welding metal. Okay, so this whole week, the staff at Harvest Ministries, whether they're teachers, operational staff, office, finance, pastoral team, part-timers, full-timers, substitutes, cafeteria, maintenance, you name it, every department, we were all together every day 
starting Monday morning, 8 a.m. We have coffee. Then we have some devotional time together. We pray together. Then we do some staff training. Some of it is general in nature, and some of it's very specific to the areas where people work. And we do this because we want to invest in our staff and make sure they're ready to go for the new school year and really our new year of ministry in general. We have new staff that have come in during the summertime. They need to get assimilated and kind of up to speed. We have staff that have been here a long time, but they need kind of a little recharge coming off of the summer. They need a little little reminder. It's always good to review why we do what we do. And so we take some time with that. And uh, we have a number of different people speak and lead sessions, and it's just been really a great week. We have some more sessions next week on Monday, and that's going to be a great time, but we're excited about school starting. But I was thinking back to when I started K-5. I started K-5 in 1977. I asked my office mate where he was in 1977. He was a junior in college. And uh, me, I was five years old in 1977, and I was thinking back, what what would I have been like in 1977 going to kindergarten? Well, I'm sure I was wearing some uh, Buster Brown shoes. That's the kind my mom would buy me. This is before Nike was a children's shoe brand. Or maybe I get a pair of Spaldings or Everlast shoes or something like that from Kmart. But uh, Walmart wasn't even a big deal in 1977 where I was from yet. So... And I would wear my Buster Brown shoes, my Husky jeans. Yes, that's the size and the brand. So um, then, of course, get my backpack on. Backpack was usually nondescript. But the big deal was lunchboxes. And I did a show probably a year ago on the value of different lunchboxes that are out there and stuff. So I won't go into detail on that. But I was thinking back through all the different lunchboxes I would have had and elementary school. And uh, 1977, me going to K-5, of course, the most popular thing later that year, as people started to realize what a phenomenon was, was Star Wars, A New Hope. But initially, there wasn't a lot of memorabilia because no one thought it was going to be that big of a hit. So I don't remember having a Star Wars lunchbox. I think I had an Atom 12 lunchbox, the funny thing is, I never watched Adam 12. I don't remember watching a single episode my whole life. I think it was one of those ones that was kind of on clearance because the show had been popular in like 1972, and now it's 1977, and so you could get it for like a dollar. Yeah, I think that's what I had. I had, I think I had a Smokey and the Bandit lunchbox somewhere around there. Um, at least my friends did. Might have had a maybe a, a Hardy Boys or Scooby-Doo, possibly. Uh, I was looking back at a website of different lunchboxes that were popular then. There was a show called Hong Kong Fooey. Hong Kong Fooey. That was um, um, the Globetrotters were really big around that time as well. And so uh, Harlem Globetrotters, they, they were kind of a popular uh, theme out there. So I had one of those lunchboxes. I can't really remember exactly what I had at K5, but it was something like that. It was one of those metal lunchboxes with a thermos inside, and um, usually my daily thermos was filled with Kool-Aid until the, it got to be winter time, and then it would be filled with some kind of soup, or if it was really a great day, hot chocolate, but usually some kind of soup, and then, of course, and then 
you know, the lunchbox would get that potato chip smell. You know, the potato chips were in like a little cellophane bag, but it wasn't, we didn't buy Ziploc bags back then. They were much more expensive. So you just get the regular bag. Sometimes your chip particles would fall out and your lunchbox would just permanently smell like, like potato chips. And we didn't get any fancy potato chips. Back then, ridges cost extra. So it was just plain old potato chips. Lay's potato chips back then were not cool. Plain potato chips were just plain. All my friends carried all the cool stuff. And then I've already had a whole ranting episode about uh, Braunschweiger sandwiches, which I won't get into. But still might be battling some of the bitterness from that. But you know who was really famous? I went back and looked this up because I had his toys. And I think the reason this is famous because I think I had his lunchbox was A.J. Foyt. A.J. Foyt. Very famous race car driver at that time. It had done all different kinds of Formula One racing. He had started out on dirt track and midget racing. And uh, yes, that's what they call it, uh, midget racing, the size of the cars and things like that. But in 1977, now as I went back and looked at the stats, the reason he was so popular when I was in kindergarten is he won the Indianapolis 500 in 1977. And uh, what, what made his achievement so interesting as I read this from his bio... He won the 1977 Indianapolis 500 despite running out of fuel. He switched on turbo boost to compensate for lost time, risking engine damage. Luck favored him as John Cox's engine shut down. So he basically coasted across the finish line to win the Indianapolis 500, running his turbo boost with no fuel left in the tank. So very interesting. A.J. Foyt. Uh, Another one... And I know that there were lunch boxes with this guy, because you can go and there and uh, collect these on eBay now. Evil Knievel. So Evil Knievel was a stunt man, and you know I think that stunt men back in the 1970s. The thing that was fascinating about them was it was truly life threatening to do some of these stunts. Um, I don't think OSHA was as strong of a government agency at that time. Maybe they really took it up a notch because of people like Evil Knievel. I think the other thing was there was less entertainment, um, like public entertainment. For example, special effects in movies were hokey compared to reality. You could definitely tell the difference when something was a special effect versus something was real. Um, There weren't video games to play at home, things like that. And so the thrill of watching someone do something super dangerous was always super cool. And in 1977, Evil Knievel was particularly famous because it was the year that he tried to jump over a tank filled with 13 sharks. In Chicago, Knievel tried to jump over a 90-foot-long tank filled with 13 sharks. Before the main event... The stuntman lost control of the Harley-Davidson during a practice jump and crashed into a cameraman who ended up losing his eye. He fractured his collarbone and right arm and limited his major performances until his last stunt in 1980. So Evil Knievel tried to jump this tank. He had a practice jump, crashed, uh, really injured another guy. But that's where the phrase, jump the shark, came from because it was this stunt that was so big and so audacious it's kind of like not only are you jumping a motorcycle a harley davidson motorcycle 90 feet but you're going to jump over a tank of water well it's not just a tank of water 
It's going to have a shark in it. Well, it's not just going to have a shark. It's going to have 13 man-eating sharks in it. Now, I don't know if you crash a motorcycle into a tank of sharks, if they're really going to be interested in eating anything. They probably would be swimming to the other end of the tank. But it was so captivating that the phrase still exists today. When someone says uh, they jumped the shark, it means they kind of went way, way overboard to try and sell that or to try and impress someone. So they jumped the shark. Came from 1977 when I was in K-5. Here's some other things from Jared's kindergarten days. These things would have been happening when I was in K-5. For example, of course, uh, Star Wars came out. That was probably the biggest thing. Um, I remember my grandma singing around the house, You Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone. That was uh, my kindergarten years. U.S. population, 220 million around that time. World population was 4.156 billion in 1977. And something very interesting was invented in 1977, which I'm going to get to here in a second. But here are some of the sports winners. Now, these are American sports events winners because we're very, you know, American-centric when when we look at history. It's just the truth. Uh, World Series was the New York Yankees, 1977. Super Bowl XI, Oakland Raiders. NBA champs were the Portland Trail Blazers. Stanley Cup. Montreal Canadiens, U.S. Open Golf, Hubert Green, appropriate name for a champion golfer, U.S. Tennis, men's and ladies, was Guillermo Vilas and Christine Evert. Remember Christine Evert? I think she married that quarterback, Lloyd, and so she became Christine Evert Lloyd for a while. He was a Rams, L.A. Rams quarterback, uh, or maybe it was St. Louis Rams back then. Wimbledon, Bjorn Borg and Virginia Wade. NCAA football champs was Notre Dame. NCAA basketball was Marquette. And the Kentucky Derby winner, who maybe even lived up to his name, uh, Seattle Stew. Seattle Slew. Let's make that Seattle Slew. Seattle Stew would be kind of offensive. That's what happened after a year later. What happened? Well, he's in Seattle right now. And some stew. <laughs> anyway, I amuse myself. Anyway, here we go. In 1977, this is very interesting as well, when I was in K-5, a boundary dispute between the U.S. states of New Hampshire and Maine was resolved by the U.S. Supreme Court, which determined that the boundary was fixed by the 1740 decree of King George II of Great Britain. Uh, Let's see here. 1977, this is interesting. I don't know if Chris has ever heard of this one here. An audio signal for a TV broadcast was hijacked in the U.K. for six minutes the person claimed to be Vrilion from Ashtar Galactic Command and proceeded with a warning to the people of Earth. Chris, have you ever heard of that before? The uh, 1977 someone took over the broadcast? Yeah. yeah, I just read about this probably, I don't know, seven or eight months ago. And it was on a BBC. Um, I, I, I follow this BBC archives facebook page that has all of this old news and i believe that's what i read it on an old bbc archives um story i wonder if they ever caught who did it because it doesn't say here anything Uh, about uh, from what i remember some people claimed responsibility for it i think is what happened the ashtar galactic command well yeah i know but i think that was a prank basically yeah i think then later on some people claimed 
that they had done it. Well, that's the thing about when you pull off a, a stunt, uh, right. a crime, um, if you never tell anyone that you did it, I don't know if there's as much satisfaction. Speaking yeah. from my major pranking days in school where that's what would usually get me in trouble was bragging to someone of what I did. Yes. You know, because you don't want someone else to take credit for it. Yeah, I mean, if you pull off something big, how can you keep your mouth shut? Right. It's just right. very difficult. Yeah. Uh, some other things that happened in 1977, I did not know this. The deadliest crash in aviation history occurred not in the skies, but on the runway between two Boeing 747s on March 27th, 1977, known as the uh, Tenrife, uh, Tenrife Airport Disaster. Happened on the runway of Los Rodeos Airport um, on the Spanish island of Tenrife, Canary Islands. 583 people died in that. And I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it either. Nineteen. Uh, let's see here. Um, so this happened in 1977. This was fixed in 1977, but it was a story that started in 1962. 1962, special high-tech locks were added to all U.S. nuclear missiles that would prevent launch without a secret, unique launch code. However, military official quietly circumvented this safeguard by setting every lock to 000000. The codes remained unchanged until 1977. So the world became a safer place when I went to K5. Not, I mean, that's an illusory correlation, but. And then uh, the high five was invented in 1977. Is that true? It says right here. Nobody did that before 1977? The high five was created by Los Angeles Dodgers, Glenn Burke, and Dusty Baker. Yeah, Dusty Baker was a manager for a long time, right? So Glenn Burke and Dusty Baker invented the high five. They are geniuses. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're still talking about it today. Uh, We're still doing it today. Yeah, that's right. We high five. In our... our, um, We did it in our orientation. uh, orientation. That's right. We high fived. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's... Of course we it's did. It's everywhere. Well, you know, 1977, the year I went to kindergarten, K-5, the world changed quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, my world changed a lot. So, anyway, speaking of change, it's time for a little change of my mediocre coffee. I need to go warm it up. So, we're going to take a short break. So, guys, stick around. Listeners, stick around. We'll be back after this short break. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on Friday afternoon, August 10th, 3.36 p.m., More live till five after this short break. A little more live till five. It's Friday afternoon, August tenth, three forty p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us today. We're going back to school again. We've done this theme before, probably annually. You know what really throw people off? Do a back to school theme in March. You know, there's nothing. It's a free country. We could do the theme anytime we want. You know what uh, also throw people off? is celebrating Christmas in July. That'd be crazy. Yeah. 
why don't we just this year let's <laughs> just <you>. turn everything <laughs> topsy turvy and then people you know keep people guessing be, that wouldn't that disconcert people it might it might but that would make us shock radio Oh, right? oh, that's just what we want, right? You know, where, where yeah. it's oh, like people great. just have to listen because they're not quite sure what crazy thing's going to happen next. I think they already are not sure what crazy thing is going to happen next. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Let's just stick with the regular holidays. Maybe some okay. obscure holidays, like some of the ones I mentioned, we can celebrate. Bonza Bottler Day. We Bonza can, Bottler Day. We can yep. always. Yep. We had that earlier this week. That one. Wednesday was a Bonza Bottler Day, 8-8, 8-8-18. So no more bodacious Bonds of Bottler days, though. That ended a couple years ago with the end of the 12s. Okay. You would have had 12, 12, 12. Right. No more. Non, well, maybe. It's non-bodacious now. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, there's just, yeah, that's really sad. Hmm. Anyway. Hey. Uh, until until twenty one twelve. Well. Yeah. Then that would be some new weird thing. You think so? Yeah. Now, uh, we did learn this week from. Who was it that taught us the difference between event-oriented and time-oriented? Who was I that? I think that was Scott Mills. Okay, Scott Mills from the multicultural discussion we were having because of the nature of our ministry and particularly working with a lot of our students and how there are two orientations of related to time and events. You have people that are event-oriented and you have people that are time-oriented. Event-oriented people, the start time and the stop time of something, the end time, are not as critical it's more of just being there whereas time-oriented people everything happens on a clock and and the the event-oriented people tend to be relationship-oriented as well rather than schedule-oriented right so some jobs require you just have to be time-oriented i mean radio station for example the news has to come on at a predictable time and things have to happen on a schedule we have entire software that keeps everything within a schedule and even if i mess up the schedule a little bit like might or might not have happened at the beginning of the show today it will correct it for us because it's very time oriented other things that happen around here are more event oriented just kind of come and go funny i have almost no relationship at all with the scheduling software too that's the thing about it you don't have to interact with yeah yeah it's it doesn't even have a name Radio Logic. Radio Logic, I guess. Yeah. I guess radio is its first name and logic is its second name. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's. A I'm Radio Logic. Being. Welcome to Harvest. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the smooth <laughs> voice you just heard is actually a software program named Sebastian. I'm not a robot. <laughs> He's a. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Well, um, we are going to, we have a couple things coming up in the show. We have This Day in History with Lawrence Nangas. He's on his way up. He must be a little more event-oriented. I'm not sure. Right. He's going to be here a quarter after, but I didn't say which hour. He probably stopped to have a cup of tea with somebody on the way. He might have. And they're having a conversation about who knows what. Yeah. Uh, Probably about how wonderful it is to be on the radio. Yeah. But he's not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we also have a quiz with Sebastian uh, uh, tying into our theme. Today, actually, I do have a new research assistant, Jessica, ah. who's also our resident baker. She wears many a hat uh, here. Uh, one is baker for the show, and then two is research assistant. 
Yes. And um, expectant we'll mother. Expectant mother. That's that's right. kind of her part time job. Really, the right. research needs to take higher priority. If you don't mind passing <laughs> that on, Sebastian. But no, she she's been a faithful listener since the early days, and she gave me great theme ideas today. And she actually gave me a bunch of good material. So thank you very wow, much, Jessica. Great. That's yeah. Awesome. Did she help you? Uh, with well, the she helps you every day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. She helped. <laughs> she, she helped. I asked her if she could help me, me just pull some. No, that's good. She helped <laughs> pull the show together, basically. So we're. I'm going to be using some of her content in the second hour as well, and then uh, I'm going to be talking about a couple other things. I've got some more back to school again theme ideas. But what I want to do is take a, a short break, come back, do a little. What's in my after school snack drink? So if you guys don't mind sticking around. I know the listeners, hopefully they'll stick around as well. All right? So Great. You guys, you guys are going to be good. Of course. You get, a, you get a short break. Listeners, you also, don't don't turn the dial. Don't run away. Just stay in the neighborhood. Stay close to the radio. We're going to take a short break for some great programming. Then we'll come back, and we'll continue with Live Till 5. So more Live Till 5, episode 275 on this Friday, August 10th, after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. That was a little after-school special music. Uh, that probably goes back maybe predating some of our listening audience, definitely predating Sebastian. Yes. But uh, Chris and I, Chris, would you come home from school and turn on the television? Um, I don't think I could. I, w- I wasn't allowed to. You I guys don't weren't think, allowed to click the TV on? No, I don't think so. But I, I saw that a lot. Yeah. I, I, don't rem- I don't ever remember in what context it was. It was definitely after school. I'm just a Bill. I'm only a Bill. Oh, yeah. on Capitol Hill. We just listened to that. Well, they, so, those, so uh, those were from that long series. I think it was over a couple decades, uh, 20, 30 years of videos that they would show all different times, I think on ABC network, if I'm not mistaken, but it would be after school and it would also be on Saturday morning cartoon hour. Right. The schoolhouse it was called Schoolhouse Rock, but it was just different informational songs about, you know, uh parts of speech and grammar, you know, conjunction, yeah. junction, what's your function, uh the alphabet, math. They they would do all these clever songs. The one about the bill on Capitol Hill Shows you the entire process from when something is written all the way to it becomes yeah. law. Well, and I remember it being in conjunction with the after school special. Like at some point they would take a break yep. and there would be those things. In right. There. It was um, yeah. probably uh, almost like a public service commercial, yeah. you know, the way it would uh, broadcast. And they would talk about uh, there were all kinds of nutrition, nutrition yes. uh, uh nutrition mission or something there were all kinds of different nutrition ones there were uh just you know ones about respect i mean you name it there were there were a lot i believe they're all available there's a website i think you can watch all of those on but uh, that little after school special music just has that uh 1977 feel to it i want to i don't know if people can relate it just gives you like a little happy makes you want to strap on your roller skates you know, and go outside and and throw around the frisbee with the fellas. I feel like I'm getting really old. 
Yeah, and you are. <laughs> it don't like maybe Mary Tyler Moore would be yes, on in that's the right. evening. Yes, she'd throw her hat straight up in the air. And it's similar style of music, right. yeah. as well with yeah. the uh, the trumpet. I yeah, guess it's, it's yeah, I, it's I kind of that uh, Chick Corea. I think was the guy who was a trumpeter oh, at that time. Right. And, you know, we have a little hey, a little not as old as Henry Mancini, but you know, not too modern. It was just kind of in between time. So, yeah, it was it was a heady time. Great time to be alive. Just like today's a great time to be alive. So we have about two minutes till the top of the hour. So really, I don't think we can get into much before the top of the hour. So let's uh, let's let me tell you guys something. Well, first off, Chris. Yes. Way to up the coffee game. Um, I'm drinking a cup of essential everyday breakfast breakfast blend breakfast blend breakfast blend bright and fragrant ground coffee. It's a light roast. From Everyday Essentials. Where'd you get this from? That was brought in by Someone Carl else. from Carl. the IT department. <laughs> okay. Who is much more of a coffee connoisseur than myself. Um, but we're both kind of cheap. Yeah. And that he must be just frugal. A, a little bit less frugal than I am. And so that's he. And he also. I think they're carrying this at Payless now, actually. He wanted to contribute to the coffee. Uh, collection here at the station. Way to go, Carl. Thank you very much because I didn't have to drink the Folgers. Uh, This here is an artisan (laughs) blend coffee, richly robust for your everyday enjoyment and yet extraordinary enough to serve you to your most discerning, to serve to your most discerning guests. We invite you to discover essential every day, indulge your senses and share our passion for great coffee. Enjoy. Indulge your senses. Huh? I, it's. I wow. think that's that is jumping the shark right there. That is way overselling it. That is an exaggeration. <laughs> You're not. It's not really an indulgent coffee. It's just coffee. It's kind of like referring to Taco Bell as cuisine. Yeah. Yes. Or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. It's. It's like any frozen meal that has cuisine in it. It's like a lean cuisine. Really. It's a. You know. It's a hot pocket on a plastic tray. Um. But anyway, this is pretty good. Pretty good. I, I do appreciate it. Listeners at home, uh, if you were here right now, I would offer you one of these cups, but you're not. We are going to be testing some after-school snack drinks in the second hour. And so these guys, and it's not the weird ones. I know Chris is not real big on drinking <laughs> weird stuff. Now, Sebastian and I, we don't mind it so much. We'll try anything <laughs> once, right? Braunschweiger drink. Well, the, except maybe <laughs> that, that would be... That would be my last episode of all time. No one would ever come on the show again after that. But uh, these are just common after-school snack drinks that kids pick up at the local market, and uh, we'll do a little reveal on that. So listeners, stick around for that. It's kind of our, our taste test. I, I believe it's nectar, Braunschweiger nectar. Ooh. Oh, yes. gross. Uh, that would be the worst nectar of all time. I, 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 would, I would probably never drink again after that. I would I'd probably just be dehydrated. Um, for our listening audience, you'd have to go back and listen to the Braunschweiger episode to really get the full feel of why that cre- elicits such a strong response. You can this. Google it. Yeah, yeah. Google it. it sounds yeah. like once you drink it, your insides would convert to Braunschweiger. Oh, sounds ooh, terrible. That's just, that sounds <laughs> awful, dude. Um, okay, so we have, we have about a minute here. Uh, what are you doing this weekend, Sebastian? Uh, going to a little shower, a uh, wedding one. And uh, and also uh, maybe go to the beach, you know. Yeah, that's what we do. Okay. Yeah, beach is fun. Uh, Chris, what are you doing this weekend? I'm in a, I'm doing some teaching and some things in the upcoming the next few weeks, and I need to do some preparation for that and 
just make sure I'm well acquainted with all my material. So I probably will. It's a study day. Will, yeah, I probably will do some of that. That's kind of me too. I'm studying this weekend. I'm trying to knock out a project uh, that is due. It's not due for two weeks, but we have a lot of things happening this week. So I'd like to get it done. Yeah. Before I go to bed Saturday night, my goal is I'm not going to pillow my head till this project's done. Wow. So, you know, wow. I might not sleep for days. I don't know. But I think I can get it done in a reasonable amount of time. So it's a steady weekend for me, too. All right, listeners, hopefully you're going to have a great weekend as well. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Stick around for SRN News and a second hour of Live Till 5. with a little more Live Till 5. This is our second hour of our live local talk and variety program here at KHMG, broadcasting high top the campus of Harvest Ministries. From the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, this is 88.1 FM. And our show is called Live Till 5. This is our 275th episode. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. We got a lot of fun in store for us during the second hour, a little Stranger Than Fiction our topic, our theme, the 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 curbs on the side of the road that keep us from totally going off-roading with the show is the theme of back to school again. We've done the theme before because we've been back to school before. Plus, I'm joined in studio by Lawrence Nagas with This Day in History, Sebastian Basildua with a quiz, Chris Harper, all-around good guy, station manager, and uh, fact checker. And again, thank you to research assistant Jessica. Appreciate the help and uh, those listeners that submit content. Just so you know, if you ever have an article, a story, uh, uh, something that I can use on the show, just send it to me through the KHMG uh, website, khmg.org. You can contact us there, or you can send it through private message on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Send us a message, and I'd be glad to consider using your content on the show and I'll give you credit. At least I'll give you veiled credit. Like instead of saying Chris Wolseley, I might say CW. Or Patty Clodfelter, I might say PC. Or Tim Pratt, I might say TP. But I just like saying TP instead of Tim Pratt. Anyway, hey, uh, so guys, we have in front of us a few drinks. Uh, you get to pick one. Lawrence already picked one there. Wow, um, I'll take one. one. I'll take the uh, I'll take the orangish one. Not sure. I don't know what these are. You can pick one. There you go. And Chris has one there. Okay. So, uh, normally, and starting next week, we will be back at having drinks provided by Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop Bookstore, also known as The Hub, offering an endless variety of coffees and teas and baked goods. They're bringing back the muffins, cappuccino chunk, and blueberry. No way. They are. Yes, they are. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> So when they open up, I'll go there every day. But until then, we have to entertain ourselves with 
<laughs> drinks that we get from the market. And since it is a back-to-school theme, today's specific episode of What's in My Coffee is actually What's in My After-School Snack Drink. So let's play. And uh, for our listening audience, we basically have all been presented with a drink, but they are, they are covered up with paper. Uh, my uh, game coordinating assistant, Tammy, uh, set these up for us by wrapping them in paper, and so the identity is disguised. So we're going to taste them, describe them, and then we'll do a big reveal. So Lawrence, since you got yours first there, why don't you describe the flavor, and uh, then we'll do a reveal as we go back around. For starters... All of these drinks are pretty similar looking. Except for yours. Except for there are two that are a little bit of a standout-ish. One is in the, uh, the shape of a Capri Sun. I can neither confirm nor deny that it is a Capri it Sun. Could be that. But it looks just like it, even with the yellow straw that comes with each. When I was a kid, if I had a Capri Sun in my lunch, that was a good day. Yeah. Because most days I had Normally watered down without. Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's Or terrible. water fountain water. But then there is one, the one of which I picked, that has basically Buzz Lightyear's head with a straw out of the top of his head mm. sitting here. I said, how can I resist? Now, he does have the purple kind of body sleeve that he normally wears in the movies, if you've seen it, <laughs> under his uniform or his outfit. Uh, that's there, but there's no, the, the bubble top that he has mm-hmm. is, is not here. Um, so it's just Buzz Lightyear making a, an odd smile or, or grin and uh, so my my thought immediately was it'll probably be grape because of the purple mm-hmm. head yep. uh, piece. He has but a little then, spigot coming out of his yeah, cranium. He does, <laughs> right out of the top. Drink my brain. But then as I drank it, um, I've been led to believe it's more apple juice. Okay. And and uh, and That's so I would say it's apple juice out of a Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear head um, pretty complete experience mm. for the after-school snack time. Enjoyable. Okay. All right. Great. Chris, yours is more box-shaped. Hmm. <laughs> Not sure what this is. Um, maybe uh, So my, mine is a – it's definitely y- – you would describe it as a juice box, but it's – I don't think it's juice. Uh, um, and if it yeah, – I don't, I don't quite know if it's – if it's your standard juice box, it tastes kind of like strawberry milk or something. Um, I think maybe I think maybe it's strawberry, but it's red. I can tell the box is red, but it, the uh, label is not revealed to me. Does it have an expiration date on the top? Because usually when it has that little white square, there's yes. an expiration date. Yes, January on there. of 2019. Okay, that's good. So that's good. It's not not expired. So yeah. let me try <laughs> one more drink. So it probably tastes the way it's supposed to taste. Tastes like some sort of strawberry, but there's a there's a milkiness to mm-hmm. it. It's like a it's creamy, creamy strawberry, a creamy strawberry drink of some okay. sort. All right, tastes uh, good. Sebastian, what does yours taste like? Well, first off, I'm gonna just point out uh, the straw here. It is one of the most advanced straw technologies I've ever seen. Really? Why? Yes, it has. First of all, it has a little stabbing. Uh, and okay. good for stabbing it's the like a cartons. lance. If you're going to yes. lance your juice box. Just good for stabbing the That's carton. the medical term. And then you need to lance it. I, I need to lance my carton of milk. One second. Oh, it's not milk, actually. Um, and then it has a sleeve, so it extends. The, really? The, 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 the straw 
length. It's amazing. Wow. <clears throat> but I thought I'd just point that out. Um, and then I'm stabbing this amazing piece of technology into this brown carton uh, at the top, which it kind of gives off this taste of chocolate when I when I drink it. And um, and <laughs> it gives uh, off the taste of yeah. chocolate. I think it's okay. chocolate. All right. But pseudo chocolate drinks. Um, I don't. Uh, you would think it's drink. like chocolate milk, but it's not milky. So it's just chocolate something. You know, like those Yoohoo drinks, mm-hmm. not Yahoo Yoo-hoo. drinks, because yeah. that's not actually a thing. But Yoohoo. It's a Yoohoo. <laughs> so it's a chocolate product. It's a chocolate drink. Whoa! And it squirts all over the place. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. Like, he just like that literally. Oil. Hey. <laughs> made a fountain of chocolate drink. There's a I lot did. of expensive equipment around here. <laughs> Let's be careful. What happened to the thousand dollar soundboard? Oh, uh, boy. Imagine just spread chocolate all over. Yeah, yeah. chocolate drink out of Woo. this techno straw. All right, yeah, you got to drink them down. I, I, I've made the same mistake before. All right, so Sebastian's drinking a chocolate drink, and uh, I'm drinking. Mm, mine is a juice box of some sort as well. The box is orange, which makes me think it's some kind of citrusy uh, drink. And it, it because of the region we're in, it's probably something tropical. But it's an indistinct, non-distinct. It tastes like... It's probably passion fruit or tangerine. <laughs> yeah, passion fruit. You know what it, it tastes like? <laughs> it tastes like uh, when you have fruit cocktail. Yeah. The syrup, the, the juice. juice that it's Ooh, in, yeah. that's what it tastes like. So it's, it's basically like a-, a sugary, fruity... It's fruit sugar. It's like tropical fruit punch is probably yeah. what the flavor is. When you know when they say, does that have high fructose corn syrup in it? Absolutely. This is high fructose corn right. syrup. It basically yeah. is Cairo syrup in a box. Yep. Mm. And I can't get enough of but it. But you're not hating it. Uh, no, um, I can't stop. Actually, hold on. Mm. <laughs> February 13, 2019. So this stuff's good for a while. Yeah, it would never until make it next far. month. Really? September. Oh, so yours is probably the freshest. September 2018. Yeah. Mine's ripe even. Buzz gets old. Okay, let's do the big reveal <laughs> yeah. here. Mine. I'll start with mine. Oh. Mine is mandarin-flavored tea mm. from Paradise Sun. And uh, if you like, you know, just really sweet drinks, this is a good <laughs> one. up your alley. Um, for your kids, it's only 30 grams of carbs. All 30 grams of carbs are from sugar, 120 calories. <laughs> 250 milliliters, um, and yeah, so it's 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 Mandarin flavored tea. It's not bad. Great. I would drink it again. Okay, Sebastian, what about yours? Mine is it is milk. It's um it's silk. <laughs> it's called silk. It's soy milk. You are what you eat. I I drink this though. Um, silky. Yes. Uh, and it's just chocolate silk, soy mm-hmm. milk, chocolate mm-hmm. soy milk. Fifty um, percent more calcium than dairy milk, so yep. that's awesome. Yeah, so I, I had a pretty weak moment about two weeks ago. Um, every Thursday night, growing up, you sure you want to say this on the radio? It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. I've had weak moments before. This is a prouder moment, actually, of weakness. Uh, my aunt used to get hungry Howies, flavor Cajun crust pepperoni pizzas on Thursday night for me and my cousins. I didn't get it all the time. They would always have it, and I was so jealous. Because uh, she worked late on Thursday, she was a, a, a hygien- uh, dental hygienist. So she's like home. Um, oven. You cook them in your oven. At home. No, no, no. They're Hungry frozen. Howie's was a was a legit oh, it was a place. store. It was okay. a place. It okay. was it was All like right. a Pizza Hut. Anything else? Okay. Hungry Howie's. Yeah, it was just in Michigan. Um, but it, they had a Cajun crust, super good, 
and she'd bring home a, a half gallon of chocolate milk. And so I'd always, I love chocolate milk, but yes. I haven't had it since I was like 10 running uh-huh. around their house with yep. hungry Howies and chocolate milk. Well, three weeks ago, I was in Kmart <laughs> and I picked up a half gallon of chocolate milk and some Oreos. I, I, ha- I have never been more happier. I worked so hard on my house uh, repair <laughs> projects with those two things, uh, knowing I had them anytime I wanted to go over the fridge. It was it was a miracle how hard I worked. Wow, I see how a good, hard I worked. How much of that milk did Lindsay drink? Zero. I drank the whole thing, and I was so confirmed I was going to drink the whole thing. I drank it from the jug. Yeah, so no one could even nope encroach on your territory. The whole thing, yeah. and half a gallon freeze, of chocolate milk. Half, it was not in one night. But it was oh, as I, I worked from like Thursday to Sunday. <laughs> so it was, okay, so it's over a three-day period. It was over a three or four-day period. And then the Oreos you put in the freezer, and, and they're cold Oreos with the cold chocolate milk. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Your pancreas is probably I, I, thanking you right now. It, it, well, it's over. It, that, that, that ship has <laughs> sailed. It was a th- solid three weeks ago or more. But, um, yeah, it was something else. I, I just that, that whole chocolate milk brought back childhood experiences and then frozen oreos well if you would have got chocolate silk at least you would have got 30 percent more calcium so the other thing i did the other night (laughs) this is a little bit of a tell-all you know those tim tams that's what i'm saying yes i do yes yes i do (laughs) those in the fridge and then you chop them up and put them all over vanilla ice cream that's got to be a new mick uh mick uh what is it mcflurry mcflurry flavor a tim tam mcflurry That'd be yep. a bestseller. Yes, this is a good segue into. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Next week we're doing gluttony. Gluttony our... and diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> diabetes. Oh boy. Okay, Chris. But the uh, chocolate milk set yeah, me off. Yeah, chocolate on a, milk. You on a memory train. That's right. A lot of that's grocery right. items say glutton free. Right, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so this this product is an interesting one. It's your. It's it's typical for a child's after school drink because yeah. it just says strawberry flavored drink. Yeah, I think that I think it's supposed to taste like strawberry milk. Yeah, it says I can see moo, moo. from here. Yeah, moo. It's got a little cow on <laughs> it. Therefore, so it but milk. it's it's like a lot of ch- children's drink yeah. where it's it looks like juice, but it's really just water with some high fructose corn syrup. Uh-huh. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. A little flavoring. Yep. That's kind of what this is. And it says it's a product of the Philippines, of course, but it also says it's from RFM Corporation. And I liked this. It says it's from the milk and juice division. Yeah. Of the RFM. So it's not milk. Is it a milk? It doesn't it say it's milk. There's no, there doesn't appear to be any dairy involvement here. That's why the cow is so happy. But it appears to be milk. On the, mm, you know? It's, yeah. It tastes like milk. It says made it's in It's actually a- fairly good, but it. But it leaves you a little aftertaste. You it's know? made in a little plasticky chemical lab. Plastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's probably a byproduct yeah. of Is this some. Safe to drink. Oh, you know, I don't care. It's like sort of like petroleum. A, yeah, uh, it's good. Production. Usually, <laughs> yeah. This okay. would be good to drink if you had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what you'd have. Well, and that's exactly what it's intended. Sure. The the, uh, fun fact for you, it is a byproduct of the the process of distilling uh, natural oil and natural gas. Yeah. Mine was uh, mine was fruit punch. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't think that's true. Mine okay. was apple, pear, and grape juice. Okay, from Concentrate. And yours uh, is the only one that would expire before the end of time. <laughs> yes, it seems so. Mm-hmm. It seems yeah. so. I yeah, but it was good. I guessed apple, but it actually has pear and grape juice in there as well. well it's directly so. from Star Command. It is. Yeah, they sent it. Wow, this yeah. is go go juice. Yeah. 
there you go. And uh, I already said what mine was. And I have a little uh, room temperature coffee here on the side that I've been drinking as yeah. well. So, well, guys, we're going to take a short break and reset. And we're going to come back for this day in history and the quiz with Sebastian. So, listeners, please stick around. We have a little more Live Till 5 after this short break. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG. 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. It is Friday, August 10th, 4.19 p.m. here at the studios. A little more live till 5 after this short break. And we're back with a little more live till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode... 276. I think I've been saying 275 the whole show. 276. I have to look at the script sometimes, Sebastian. Don't you know? This is uh, in the biz. That's why we have these papers. So we have something to refer to. We don't have to just rely on our own minds. I'll edit it. I'm just kidding. I yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 276. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, so listeners, welcome back to our live local talking variety program. We just had a little uh, taste test of some after-school snack drinks that children often partake of. The reason why I know that, not just stereotyping kids, is these are at the eye level at the local market right around the corner from the school. So, therefore, we know that it is geared for and sold to children. That's why they're down that far. That's right. Wow. It's a, There's a whole science behind that. They've, they do studies about exactly where to place products in grocery stores at night when they restock the shelves. They actually have a picture of what the aisle has to look like and which things are down low, which things are only as high as like the parent's eye level versus the child's eye level, wow. child sitting in a shopping cart that age, and uh, so they can reach out and grab it. You'll find out when you have your first child here soon, uh, Sebastian, when they begin walking and yep. things like that, you'll be, they'll begin picking up stuff right off those lower yep. shelves. Yep. When you get to the checkout line, it's usually things... Can I have this? Can I buy this? Where yep. did you find that? The packaging. I mean, think about it. Uh, Lawrence's drink had um, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear's, Lightyear's head. face on it. Yeah. Therefore, Who wouldn't want to drink Buzz Lightyear's inside. face? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or sip juice through his head. That's right. That's right. You laugh, but then you look at Mrs. Buttersworth's yeah. syrup. And yep. And we all use that. <laughs> My sister-in-law <laughs> thought that Mrs. Butterworth could really talk because she saw the commercial when she was a child. Yeah. And so when my sister-in-law, I won't say which one, uh, she was talking to the Mrs. Butterworth uh, yeah. bottle. My wife walked in, who was a couple years older than her, and watched her talk to so Mrs. So clearly it wasn't your brother's wife, so that eliminated I'm, I'm, that sister-in-law. Yeah, yep, we're, we're just going <laughs> to... Actually, and one of my sister-in-laws just had a baby today, uh, this morning, so that was really oh, cool. Congratulations, yeah. Uncle Jared. A, a, little, a little boy, and his name is Archer. Which is a super cool name. Yeah. I like that. Archer. Yeah. Archer. So there you go. Now, Sebastian, back to school again. You have a little quiz for us? I do indeed. I call it quiz number two. Because of the pencil? Yes. You got it correct. Ah, and not the other reason, which I just found out in my head. I was like, wait, wait. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yes, I will ask you guys questions. Uh, most of these are true or false, so I uh, hope you're ready. Ready? Um, <clears throat> well, need, and he's writing because utensil. I, I'm ready. You got it? Because I know that these are true and false, I made them especially hard. Or I might just be saying that to throw you off in your mind. Yeah. True. <laughs> oh, is God good, true or false? Oh, true. 
False. God is great. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Question oh. number Hey, one. by the way, before you get started, one of our listeners, I, I try to, if they text during the show, I try to read their, their texts if they are readable on the air. And CW said, <laughs> Tim Tams are made in Australia, mate, uh, but got their name from the winner of the 1958 Kentucky Derby. That, the I wonder, horse's name was Tim Tam. Tim Tam. I would have. I would have never. I would have. He was a chocolate bay. I think I knew that. I would have reminded all these blokes, but I didn't. Yeah, didn't I knew it was made in Australia because people used to bring those in, in ginger beer. Yes, right. Back the from Australia. Ginger beer, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. But, now uh, they're selling the ginger beer at uh, yeah, Circle I K. Yeah, I saw it. I saw. They it even the have the day. lemonade. They have the ginger lemonade there. They even. do. Yeah, in the brown bottle. Well, it's just, really good. Lessening the reasons to travel. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> all my why go. So, uh, thank you, CW, for that <laughs> information. Go. Thank you. 1977, by the way, Kentucky Derby winner, uh, uh, Seattle Stew. All right, Seattle Slew. Slew, yeah. <laughs> Seattle Stew is <laughs> what happened afterwards. That's a different afterwards. race. That's I said it wrong one time, and now that. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you name – that's what they should do. They should name every horse what could happen to it if it doesn't win. Yep. And Seattle see what glue. the – Seattle Glue. Very good. Or Very goo. good. There you go. Uh, you know, you can uh, – uh, yeah, I I can't even think of any names right now. Okay, yeah, Sebastian, back to your they quiz. They get pretty rough, though. Uh, okay, I hope you guys are ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> because the theme is, did you already announce the theme? Back to school again? Oh, yeah, you did, duh. Okay. Uh, well, that, yeah. Unless so it's so, changed. I, I was, like, thinking forever, what can I do this quiz on? And I'm like, pencils. Because, you know, you need a there pencil you when you go back to school. Yeah, you do. Yep. So, here we go. True or false, Europeans usually have no eraser tips with their pencils. Mm. Europeans, huh? Yes. True. False. Oh, boy. Someone's going to get a point. <laughs> um, yep. True. Good job, Jared and Lawrence. They don't usually have uh, erasers on their pencils. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a big tariff. Uh, on European pencils, like like when back when pencils were like on actually, rubber, yeah, it's a rubber yeah, product. Yeah, matter of yeah. fact, I have some stats provided me by Jessica ah. about pencils. Pencils, great pencil and erasers, nope. and yeah. I'll mention it later. Yeah, well, because they like, apparently they sold like the pencils with the eraser part on the end sold like hotcakes here, not so much in Europe, um, probably because they don't make mistakes, right? So they need to cross. Or, or actually, just kidding. Okay, second question: pencils. Can be used underwater. True or false? Used for what? Well, writing. They can write <laughs> fish underwater. Yeah. To to fish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Spear fishing with pencils. Just say true because Drawing of a mustache on a fish. You use them for a lot know. of things. Yeah, can right. you write uh, with a pencil underwater? I'm gonna say true. And if you know what's gonna happen, right? If you if if this turns out to be false, someone's gonna try. I'm, it. I'm going to the pool after. Steven's I get going to the pool. <laughs> Steven's <laughs> going to go to the pool. <laughs> Steven's on standby yeah. on the shallow end. Yeah, People exactly. are stopping ready on the to roads right now. He's going to yeah, be on a smiley face the on the wall. Yeah. So, mm. I'm trying to think of the last time I was careful. riding a book report underwater. <laughs> I'm going to say true as well. <laughs> I'm going to say false because I don't know if the graphite, if you have water between the surface and the graphite, will oh, there be? Oh is there enough? Is there enough viscosity? Yeah, viscosity. Of course, the viscosity. It's true though. Pencils can write underwater, oh, and I go. YouTube My video this. didn't matter. You can find a YouTube video. I because I had to double check, you know, mm-hmm. make sure this was true. Oh yes. So uh, well, and that would explain nice. all that underwater vandalism. I tell you, <laughs> rampant. 
people, people riding with people <laughs> riding their phone numbers on the, yeah, the sides of, of pools on a coral yep. reef. That's right. You vandals. Okay. Um, question number three: Astronauts in space currently use pencils. True or false? That's false. Astronauts in space currently use pencils. Yes. At what? I, I'm going to say for true. riding underwater. Um, uh, true. I would say true. Okay. Point goes to Lawrence. It's false. They use these use these gravity pens. Now, yes. Well, I've seen those did, overpriced in Sky Mall magazine. Are you yeah. telling me nobody uses a pencil in because, space? Because, all right, the graphite uh, pieces of lead floating through the gravityless atmosphere can cause problems. Oh. Especially, and also the wood of, of the pencil could cause fires. Uh, oh, yeah. And, Everything and has to be done. You don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Space. Yeah. Now that's an interesting point, Sebastian. Yeah, thank you very thank, much. I'm glad you learned something. The moral of the story is: take your pencil on a submarine, but not on a spaceship. That's yep. right. That's right. <laughs> well, kids, you heard it here yeah. first. Yeah. Save a life. Leave you, your pencils at home when you're going the to space. The moral of your pencil story. Great. I'm glad this is a great show. Question number four. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the, the company that patented the mechanical pencil in 1822 remains the number one producer of mechanical pencils. Hmm. I'm going to say true. I think it's the same company. Like Pentel or something like that? You know that what I'm is, talking about? That is a, that's a great question. Bick, maybe? That tests your history and your... Your, your, uh, Sebastian, you really upped the uh, yeah, quiz game. So. I'm a best here. I'm going to say true as well. Well, I'm going to say false just in case. Good job, Jared. You get a point. Ooh. The company that patented the mechanical pencils was founded uh, um, was founded by British developers, and they prospered until 1941 until pencil-hating Nazis bombed the factory. Presumably. <laughs> Pencil-hating. Pencil-hating. <laughs> yes. So, wow. so they they, they find oh, that the so But but the the company that did that company. the 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 the, the, the British pencils, mechanical pencil they were prosperous company. until they were their buildings the were bombed. The BMPC British yeah. Mechanical add, Pencil just, Company burned to the ground. They had to start over. Just add yeah. that to the list of things the Nazis did. One more yeah. thing that makes me just mm, so mad. Pencil hating. <laughs> So mad. I'd write a letter, but I can't find my mechanical pencil. My BPMC. Or my, my BMPC. There you go. All right. Last question here. And this is actually not a true or false. This is not a multiple choice. This is, you guys are going to have to work your best on giving an answer out of your own brain. Before erasers, what was mainly used to erase pencil marks? Hmm. Before erasers. Yes. To erase pencil marks. Um, I think I have an idea. So who's going first here? <laughs> if I say it. I don't. Who was first in the. Anyway, uh, it sounded like you. Well, were I don't know. You guys are all going all out of order. I can even tell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with a wet cloth. I think that's what, what they use for chi- uh, for chalk, but. A wet cloth. Wet cloth. It wouldn't be wrong. I think maybe maybe kind of just your fingers. I don't know. Fingers. I think saliva. 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 Wow. All right. Lawrence, you uh, keep the victory, not because you got this right. Got it right, but. But uh, because you had the most points, because none of you got this right. Breadcrumbs. People used to use breadcrumbs. What? Yeah, to erase pencil markings. I don't. I never, don't never in that. a thousand years would I have said, yeah, breadcrumbs. Hey, hun, I misspelled something. Can you make me some toast? Then she go through yeah. basic art class. 
I don't know if Red it was crumbs. It sounds vaguely familiar. This is one of the <laughs> no wonder they. In, I know. One, I no wonder they invented the eraser. <laughs> I was crummy. throwing them to the br- the birds. I wasn't uh, wow. looking to erase my pencil what? mark. It was critical. Thinking. I'm telling you. Yeah. I don't know. You learn now. Bread. So crumbs? what was the final score there? Jared two, Lawrence three, Chris one. It's how the and bread there, crumbles. once again, <laughs> Lawrence went first and Lawrence won. The yep. first person to go. He was in the middle though. Wins. You guys could have snatched it. No, I but he but he did it. go first. <laughs> we were trying to draw him in because he totally forgot about his old first hours. We're trying to make him feel welcome so he'll come back sooner next time. I had time. something like work to be done. Yeah. Oh, work, School schmirk. in five days. This is work. Schmirk. This, this is, is work. This is work. Different. We're going to have an argument on the radio. I'll yeah. be up first. Okay. Hey, we're going to take a short <laughs> break. When we come back this day in history, speaking of work. And uh, more live till five talking about back to school again. So listeners, stick around. A little more live till five after this short break. And we're back with a little more live till 5. It's 4.40 p.m. on this Friday, August 10th. Thanks for listening. Well wishes to our good buddy, Jason Martin. Been on the show before. Submitted content before. He oft times texts us during the show. He's just getting out of the hospital. Been battling a little sickness there. Jason, glad you're heading home. And hope that you get totally restored to full health this week. Because I also know... I also know you got a lot waiting for you when you get back because school's starting and you're a school teacher. So glad you're feeling better, Jason. Glad you're getting out of the hospital. I know you still got a little bit to go there, but everyone's been praying for you. And uh, listeners, thanks for hanging in there with us. Now, it is Friday, August 10th. We were just talking about uh, the wildfires in California, by the way. I don't know how many of you have seen the fire tornado videos that are out there, but they are crazy. But Chris was saying in Alaska, they would have wildfires that that uh, expanded into the millions of acres, right? That's how most of them were measured. I used to do fire updates all the time on the radio and and you know, they talk about hundreds of thousands of acres in California, but we were always talking millions of acres. And I do remember one of the fires had to be 2006, 2007, something like that. Um, 9 million acres. At at one point had been wow had been burned and so you'd it, be able to see the smoke from that oh, from outer space I'm sure I mean that that's that's I've huge. flown over them before in a small aircraft and it's it's unbelievable the amount of I mean it's far as the eye can see of uh, wilderness burning and in Fairbanks I I once was uh, on a boat in the middle of the river. Um, a big sternwheel riverboat in the middle of the Tananaw River. And, um, and the captain said to me, I was in the wheelhouse, and the captain said to me, and when the captain says this, these dudes have been running riverboats in Alaska, their family has, for 100 years. And uh, he said to me, can you see shore? I can't see shore. You know, and, he, and I could tell this guy didn't get rattled by anything. Mm-hmm. 
and he we couldn't see shore and i said no i can't see shore so he couldn't predict where the channel of the river mm. was because in in um the rivers in at least in that river in the tanana river um the channel is um they're glacier fed so the channel is always changing yep. because of the glacial you have like silt. sandbars and things like yeah. that that develop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll pop up out of nowhere. And, and so, you need at least one shore to judge yep. where the middle of it's going wow. if you can see neither. And trouble. so he, he, you have to judge the top of the water to find out where the channel is. And then you use distances from shore and things. And we couldn't see the shore. So that's how bad the smoke was in Fairbanks. That we, I mean, so you weren't moving very fast then, huh? No, we're well, <laughs> on a Sternwell riverboat. You're not going to move too fast anyway. But yeah, that that summer, it was also it was also 95 degrees that summer in Alaska in Fairbanks. So we would get. Uh, I remember it being 55 below zero too. So we had 50 in one year span, 55 below zero, and 95 degrees, and Fairbanks is the city with the largest temperature span in the world. Wow. And uh, But, yeah, 55 below zero and then 95 No degrees. wonder they needed a whole crew of people to help with their tourism department because those stats, you need to bury those and emphasize, you know, the beautiful wildlife yeah. and things like that because uh, <laughs> yeah. who wants to live somewhere where the temperature fluctuates 150, 160 degrees? So. Yeah. Well, Lawrence, it's Friday, August 10th, and I know there's probably lots that has happened on August 10th. I'm, Tons. I'm, I would be very interested to hear what you have to say. Sure. Uh, AD 70, the second temple in Jerusalem is set on fire by Roman army under Titus during the capture of the city. Um, so AD 70 was kind of the, the last, uh, I don't know how to describe, the last free Israel really until 1950. Uh, when it became a country again, I mean, obviously before, the, yeah, yeah, 1948. Yeah, but um, up until that point, it was it was dominated by all sorts of different people. But uh, ni- the 70s was the uh, the year 70 uh, was the second temple, as I said, mm. destroyed. That was the one Caesar built. Um, so Solomon built the first one, and then he built the second one. They were both destroyed. And, Herod's um, temple. Herod's, Herod's temple. temple. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Caesar was. I just heard uh, one of our one of our radio programs was just talking about Herod's Temple day before yesterday, I think. Indeed. Um, let's see, sixteen twenty eight. The Swedish, the Swedish worship Vasa sinks in Stockholm, killing thirty. Um, it's a pretty large warship. Um, but I don't know. I don't know where I was headed. I don't know the full well, story there. You know, the Swedes ran through the Vedes, chasing <laughs> one Norwegian. The Swedes ran through the weeds in the Battle of Copenhagen. So I've heard this from both. <laughs> so if you're Norwegian, they say the Swedes ran through the Vedes, chased by one Norwegian. The ch- the Swedes ran through the Vedes in the Battle of Copenhagen. So it depends on which side you're on. Ah. So either Denmark. Yes, it is. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It's, but it's... Have they fought there? I think they were... Maybe it was one U- United Empire back then. I'm not sure. Through the weeds. The, huh? Yeah, the Swedes ran through the Vedes. So it's either chased by one Norwegian or chasing one Norwegian. Hmm. That's pretty funny. You learn a lot on this show. Yeah. Yep. Right. It's a it's multicultural a real, experience. It's a real cornucopia. It's knowledge. like going to the Smithsonian, honestly. It's just like going to the Smithsonian... In D.C. and visiting all the different museums. It's just one. But wrapped up into two hours plus a few breaks. Yeah. And nothing visual. Just no, all it's, auditory. And, and think about 
how much harder it is to pull that off. I mean, Smithsonian, they get all those easy displays and like Lindbergh's Spirit of St. Louis or whatever hanging up there. Us, we have to describe (laughs) it all. We have to describe it all. You would have to sprint through all the museums taking 360-degree high-def photos of everything and spend the next 10 years downloading and studying in detail that's how much to we, get the equivalent of the we knowledge we're covering here. That is how much we cover. And I'm not even exaggerating this time. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. <laughs> August we have, 10th. We have so much to live up to. 1776, very popular year, a famous year in American history. American Revolutionary War, word of the United States Declaration of Independence, reaches London. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that means it took a roughly a month to get there. Um, and for those of you uh, that have always thought that was the end of the war, that was actually declared in the first months of the American Revolutionary War. They declared their independence, but the fighting still went on for another four years, roughly, um, after that. So, interesting. Um, let's see. You know how some coffee still tastes good when it gets cold? This is not the kind. This is not that. <laughs> That's not. A little too this acidic. This is not that. Yeah. 1831, former slave Nat Turner leads uprising against slavery. So Nat Turner, famous uh, famous runaway slave that, that later turned around and, and led an uprising of slaves um, against owners in the South. And then as we always try to do uh, each week is, is just give a, a real positive piece of information when it comes to this day of history. I appreciate that. Because a lot of things, it, it's amazing. Sometimes how it's negative, a real downer, yeah. yeah. How negative the, the recap goes once I get closer to this day. A lot day. of war and famine and pestilence and things like that. Yeah. But one year ago today, 2017. Okay. Oh, boy. A 100-year-old fruitcake oh. by Huntley and Palmer's deemed almost edible... Almost. After being discovered in hut used by Captain Scott's expedition in Antarctica. Oh, now that's interesting. Almost edible. I don't know what that means. So that could mean a number of things. In other words, it was edible. It just didn't taste very good. So it was almost edible. Edible being good and edible. right. Or he broke a tooth. Yeah. Therefore, it was almost edible because he didn't break teeth. Right. So, yeah, Possibly. you might not be able to rely on it for sustenance. Probably not. But Probably not. You could serve it to It the was kids. a one-biter instead of With a full of downing of boxes. the cake. Yeah, yeah, you get one of those moo strawberry liquid uh, hey, juice boxes. That thing would have lasted 100 years. That thing easy. easily. Easily. And yours as well. Yeah. 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 That, well, that. and if it's at the, was it North Pole, South Pole? What was that? South Antarctica. South Pole. Antarctica. So... Yeah, I mean, that stuff. You know what the thing is? Um, I I never glance over at his phone during this segment, but I glanced down, and he he had a picture of Taylor Swift. I did. You thought that was, was I was headed that direction. I thought you were headed that direction, so I thought wow. this is going to be a Taylor it's, Swift item. I think that's who that is. That's who that is, right? It is. Yeah, wow. it is. I'm surprised uh, yeah. by two I went, things. I went with the first, that that's instead. Lawrence's screensaver, and second, that Chris can <laughs> recognize it over Lawrence's shoulder. Yeah. Those are two not, surprising things. It is facts. A, not my screensaver, lest <laughs> I head down a path. If you combine those two, you could have said like something like, Taylor Swift deemed nuttier than a fruitcake oh, on this day there, in uh, whatever. I don't yeah, know. That, yeah. that, that is true. That's actually, that's mean to say about yeah, that. That's, that's right. not true. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> it could have been what I said. Yeah. But it wasn't. I just. Just went true. with purely a fruitcake yep. statement. Yep. This is yep. the most time we've ever spent on an old Taylor Swift. Yeah, slash fruitcake. 
That's right. But, Both. you know, there are parts of the Smithsonian that are more obscure as that well. That have a Grammy record so, of hers that's right. up next to the 100-year-old fruitcake. There you go. We it's, were just there. We we're, were standing we're, there in the hallway looking at it. Sometimes it's like we don't even have to try. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it so, just develops. It's yeah, it's natural. <laughs> develops like 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 um like kombucha. Like anyway, an edible fruitcake. Um, let me run some uh, back to school stuff by you guys since you're here. Are you saying? Oh, you're I'm staying. staying. Okay, my ears just, were okay. my ears were getting get to that mode hot, right? where I needed my patent pending yes. uh, ear cooling ear blower. Yes. Uh, that comes in the foam right. of That's this. Right. Yeah. We need to contact Dyson and see if they can come up with some. So here's yeah. some here's some interesting facts about back to school supplies. For example, what do you think is the most popular Crayola crayon color? Oh, I'm gonna go with green. Okay, Chris. Mm. Um. I'm uh, sorry. Is it a speci- is it like a primary color? Well, just name, a primary or is color. It like a tickle me just pink. Just a primary. No, not tickle me uh, pink. Okay. Um, uh, then red. Okay. It's blue. Oh, I was gonna, that was my second three guess. Three billion a year and twelve million every day. That's because there's so much sky that has to be colored. That's right. That's, That's right. That's elementary. Green teachers. could have been next because of the grass. The grass. That's uh, what I was here's another back to school fact. Before the invention of the paperclip in 1899, papers were fastened by putting ribbon through parallel incisions in the upper left hand corner of pages. Later, using straight pens for the same purpose. So this is like pinning a diaper mm-hmm. they don't do that anymore either nope. uh, richard drew is the first person to invent tape he invented masking tape for painters in 1923 it was a wide paper with adhesive you've been using some of that paint in your house i right? did i did it's blue nowadays yep. but and uh in 1930 he invented cellulose tape the first clear all-purpose so he's like the tape guy tape guy uh let's see a pencil can write forty-five thousand words or draw a line 35 miles long and will write in zero gravity upside down or underwater but you don't want to use it in the spaceship and uh it would take approximately 506 billion 880 million no i'm sorry let me say that again 506 million 880 thousand of the two and seven eighths post-it notes to circle the world hmm. based on the earth's circumference of twenty-four thousand. food for thought uh, according to the sociologists Richard Dukes and Heather Albanese of the University of Colorado, teachers shouldn't add red pens to their back-to-school lists because the red grading pen can upset students and negatively impact teacher-student relations. My science teacher always required green. Really? He would grade in red and we would grow, grade in green. Oh, okay. That's um, harder to counterfeit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sylvan Learning Center put out a few facts. For example, $27.3 billion is going to be spent for back-to-school shopping this year. What a market. 55.6 million kids will be enrolled pre-K through grade 12. 21 is the number of sandwich bags the average household goes through in one week. How, how many kids did you say were going to be enrolled? 55.6 million. Really? K through 12. Two billion pencils, oh. speaking of pencils, are made each year. Eight is the average number of books kids will read in the summer. Depend on who the kids are. An average pencil can write 70 miles. That's opposite of what I just read a minute ago. And 75% of middle and high school uh, start times are before 8.30 a.m. So 41 states average before 8.30 a.m. for their start times. Makes We'd sense. be one of them, and we're a territory. Uh, also, here's a great quote by the 1986 National Teacher of the Year. You can teach to a wall, but when you help someone learn, you have to get involved with the whole person. And that's his picture right there. Listeners at home, he's a handsome guy. It's a relative. Let's not let's not describe him or yeah. anything like that. 
Uh, let's see here. Oh, here's a couple back-to-school jokes, and we're going to wrap it up. Because we have a few listeners in the younger category who just like corny jokes. And I just want to pass these on for their sake. So here you go. Question. Why was the student's report card wet? Um, He's trying to write underwater with Because his it was below pencil. sea level. Oh. Here yep. you go. I'm just going to rattle them off if oh, you jump okay. in with it. Where do people learn to make ice cream? Um, Sunday school. When a teacher closes his eyes, why should it remind him of an empty classroom? Because there are no pupils to see. Get it, pupils? Like your eyes. Oh, wow. That's corny. Uh, <laughs> what is a forum? That's uh, two ums plus two ums. It's a forum. There As you we go. just said um. Yes. Uh, why does the Statue of Liberty stand in New York Harbor? Stands at Paseo here. Yeah, it does. Because it can't <laughs> sit down. Oh. Uh, who's your best friend at school? Lawrence, you should learn this one. Uh, your, your teacher. Your principal. Aww, your principal. principal. My principal told me that when I was a kid, and that's how I remember how to spell uh, principal. Uh, <laughs> what is the only grade level you can plant a flower in? Um, sixth grade. Kindergarten. It's a garden, right? Uh, why did the teacher marry the janitor? Uh, so she could have a cleaner classroom. Because there weren't that many guys on staff, and he was a really nice guy, and he took that, her to that, church. That can't be the answer at all. No, it was actually uh, because he swept her off her feet. Ah. Okay, last one. I know, I know. Why don't you see giraffes in elementary school? Uh, they're too tall. They're all in high school. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hey, I got two minutes left. Here you go. Uh, here's Why was the math book sad? Uh... It uh, had too to many problems. Problem. Yeah. It had oh. too many problems. There you go. What school supply is always tired? Uh, this one you got to have like a little UK sense of humor. A, a knapsack. A knapsack. Uh, no, it's always knapsack. tired. A knapsack. a knapsack. It's like a backpack for your kids listening yeah, at home. Knapsack. Could you please pay a little attention? But I'm paying as little attention as I can. That's not even really a question answer. Teacher says, I see you missed a day of school. Student says, yes, but I didn't miss it much. <laughs> and finally... Uh, question. Have you heard the latest statistic joke? Answer, probably. Ah. That's a, that's a, one of those higher level jokes right that there. That's a good one. That's I have a, a whole list one. of the most private, the most expen, the most private expensive schools. The most expensive private schools in America. I'm not going to go through them. Yeah. But some of them cost over $60,000 a year. And almost all of them are in New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Almost all of them. They're just, can you imagine? And a lot of those schools, as I looked at them, have an average enrollment 300 to 400. And there are these huge stately manors. Two of them are in Groton, Massachusetts, which isn't even that big of an area. No. And they both have these almost $50,000 schools. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That is, that's a lot. That's more than Hogwarts. So, it must be. Uh, Lawrence, what are you doing this weekend? Um, you know, I'm going to really try to finish the painting projects I started, uh, actually a week ago, uh, in, in one of the rooms I have. And then we have a little bit of a wedding reception tomorrow and, um, that's about men it. and women are invited to men that. Men and women. It's a, Ken, it's a Kenny, shower, right? It's a Not shower. A reception. It's a reception. It's, it's a party. A it's a fiesta. No, kind of it's, both because they, it's after they will married. receive gifts. If you bring a gift, they won't right. send it back. They, they and, won't. uh, they are feeding people. And it's for Kenny and Fontaine, his wife, Sarah, one of our own. So staff member and uh, grew up here all around 
wonderful person. So happy for them. So, all right. Well, guys, thanks for sticking around with me and uh, help me get to the end of the yep. show there. Listeners, thanks for sticking around as well. You are listening to Live Till 5 on this Friday afternoon, August 10th. Episode 276. Glad you could be with us today. It was a nice, lighthearted show today. Getting back to school, kind of getting our mind pointed that direction and uh, really enjoying hanging out with the guys and and being able to talk about back-to-school stuff, laugh a little bit, and uh, just all around just have a nice afternoon. So glad you could be with us for our two-hour live local talk and variety program. Uh, You're listening to us here on 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam, Encourage you this weekend, if you do not have a church home, come visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church. We'd love to have you. Come up and introduce yourself to my, to me, to me, Pastor Jared. I'd love to get to know you. If you listen to the show, let us know you're listening through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam, through our website, khmg.org, or just come up and tell us what you think about the show. Send us a Send us a little note of encouragement. Stop by the radio station. We're open during business hours, third floor, right above the hub here on the campus of Harvest Ministries. And you can meet Chris and Sebastian and see what goes on up here. And uh, keep praying for us. KHMG is a ministry of Harvest Baptist Church, and we want to continue to broadcast beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming 24 hours a day, seven days a week to Guam and all around the world. And we appreciate your support. Have a great weekend. <laughs>